0: happy to have on the show today, Simon Brinksma. He's the founder of Biosphere Solar. They're creating circular PV module solar panels. And you are just telling me about when you got into plastics recycling with precious plastics, how this was just a big pivotal moment for you. So what happened? Yeah. Thanks, Chad. Hi, everyone. Yeah.
1: Like I have a background in international business. This was my studies. And after my studies, I went traveling and I already knew okay, this is cool, but I want to do something with a purpose as well. And when I was traveling, I saw, yeah, the plastic problem firsthand, just beaches full of of plastic waste. And I started coming up with ideas like systems to, to tackle that waste in places where there is no infrastructure in place. And I, the first thing that you have to do when you come up with a new idea is to research if something like that exists already so that's what i did and i found out about precious plastic it's an initiative that was started by somebody who lives very close to where i grew up the south of the netherlands and it's a global open source community around pr- plastic recycling the creator is a designer and he designed machines to bring plastic recycling to the people and i thought that was incredibly awesome later on joined their, their development, the business side of things. So seeing how people could actually live from plastic recycling. And that was an incredible experience in my life because up until then I've seen big companies like corporations that I worked for, I had seen governmental organizations, activism, but I'd never seen an open source community that does something practical for the. Yeah, for the world as well. So in, it's somewhere between a startup and an NGO in a sense. And yeah, it was just incredibly cool. Like the way they work, the, how free it was with all volunteers, but everything is covered for the people who live there. So their food and all their other basic needs. Yeah. I went on to also volunteer in Greece, doing plastic recycling at a refugee camp. One second, second. Little alarm went off there. Yeah. And uh, I've been in love with their idea ever since, but I also felt like I needed to do something bigger than that. Or in a sense, there, there's more areas where attention is needed and renewable energy was that for me. So
0: that's what I decided to go into next. So next morning you woke up and said, I'm going to make circular solar panels? Basically, that's how it went. Yeah, this whole purchase plastic thing came to
1: a close. And I knew that I wanted to do something in the field of sustainability. I like, for me, let me put it out there that I think we're in an incredibly historic moment. If you look at the history of mankind, we've never had it as good as we have it today. Like we live better than the kings of 200 years ago. But at the same time, we're facing these like existential crises for for civilization. And what we do right now is going to go into the history books as either being catastrophic or barely scraping by and avoiding a catastrophe. Yeah, that's that for me. May, makes a mission in my life the one to to be on the right side of history in a sense. And at the same time, I also knew when I was working at Precious Plastic. Okay, there's a lot I don't know. There's a lot about. It how do you even measure what is sustainable and how can you compare sustainability of two different things so i went to study industrial ecology it's a master's program in the netherlands which studies society energy flows and material flows and how to make society sustainable and during that study i i stumbled upon I didn't just wake up and decide to build circular soda panels. When I was doing precious plastic, I felt this is awesome. This is fantastic. And I feel like we're doing the right thing. We're doing something about the plastic problem. But it also felt like, yeah, is this really making the difference that it needs to make? Is it big enough scale? Is it Does it justify all the materials and the energy that are going into building those machines? And how do we even know that? How do you even measure that? So I felt like there's so much I don't know about sustainability and yeah, and I needed to know more about that. I just had a bachelor's under my belt, so I wanted to do a master's and I did it in industrial ecology, which is an amazing study program. I can Definitely recommend it. It basically studies the energy and material flows of society and tries to make it more like an ecosystem. So a self-sustaining ecosystem. And in that study program, I learned about how to measure sustainability, how to power things on renewable energy, how to make sure that materials circulate within the industry. And I was, I really remember the day I was actually watching a YouTube video about somebody building their own solar panel. And at some point, like they, they just interconnected all the cells. And like you solder them together. And at some point, he poured epoxy over the whole thing. And I was like, no, what the hell? What are you doing? Like, you will never be able to repair it. It's broken or like to take it apart. And why wouldn't you just seal it at the edge, just like we do with insulating glass? But why don't we do that? And again, the first thing I did when the first thing you do when you have an idea like that is see if somebody's already doing that. And I found one research project in France that had worked on it, but never managed to really bring it to market. And then I was like, that's an idea for a startup right there. So I started working on it first individually, then gathered a team. I did a bunch of startup competitions and now three three years later, here we are first product going to pilot projects and next year going to enter the market. And we have a manufacturer we're going to raise soon and we're in a recruitment round, so there's a new team coming on soon. And uh, yeah,
0: with every step of the way, it feels like we're getting closer and closer to that mission. So you have the technology fully developed now and manufacturing is figured out. So now it's about bringing it into the market? Fully developed is a big word. What we have currently is
1: definitely a minimum viable product, so it works and that's already too expensive, it's too heavy, it's not efficient enough. So the coming year will be really about optimizing the technology and making it competitive within the market and that you can only do in real world situations. Like you can, it's been proven in theory, but theory only goes so far in the end, you have to go, uh, yeah, we have multiple uh, pilot installations coming up. This is called our version one. And next year we want to go into our version two, where it will be a locally disruptive design. So that's a design that's actually competitive on weight, competitive on price, maybe even a little bit higher efficiency. And
0: uh, yeah, that that's very exciting for me, to go from where we are now to that. that why is circular better than the classical rectangular panels we're used to? No,
1: circular is not about this, the shape of the panel. It's, it refers to circular economy. It's, yeah, it's about keeping all the
0: materials and components in the loop. Okay, that makes sense. Because I'm thinking of circular solar panels. How are we going to make them fit together? Yeah, no, this is actually
1: a funny story. My co-founder, she was going to do her thesis project on circular solar panels with a professor in circular economy and the professor asked exactly this question like why would why would you
0: want them to be round yeah but it's not about the shape they're still rectangular okay so it's just about creating a a cleaner solution right yeah yeah so in the circular economy you have the there's a
1: ladder of nine r's which is like a priority list we're, of course, all familiar with reduced, reused, recycle, where reducing is the best and then reusing is, is a little bit better and then recycling is like your last option if you can't reduce or reuse your material materials. But actually, in the academic sphere, we have a model with nine of those re-options and all of the work that goes into the circular economy for solar panels is focused on recycling. So how can we recycle the current design of solar panels better? Which means taking off this, the frame and then putting everything in a shredder and then treating the shreds with pyrolysis and chemical treatment, try and get some of the glue and the plastics off it and to be able to recover some of the materials. The materials that go in are very high purity and what comes out is not really usable so often actually the shreds just end up in like concrete or asphalt, so it's really down cycle. and that's in Europe where recycling is mandated. rest of the world's solar panels are mostly just landfill which' is terrible because there's a lot of eco materials in it and so what we are doing is actually We're not just looking at the recycling, but we're seeing, can we go up the ladder to see if we can also enable a repair or a refurbishment of the solar panels and really do that by designs,
0: change the design instead of just the methods at the end. So then let's say I run a large corporation and I'm deciding on what panels I want to use. Yeah. Now, obviously your mission, right? It's great, but let's say I'm this large corporation. I don't really care about the mission. I want the best solution that's going to be optimal for my company and thinking about it from like a monetary perspective. Why would I choose yours? Yeah. It depends on your time scale. So if
1: you say I want, yeah, best solar panels within 10 years, I just want power output and I want it to be like cost competitive, then maybe a run of the mill Chinese solar panel would be better. But if you say my assets will last 50 years, I want high quality stuff. I want it to last long and I want to make sure that if something breaks, it gets repaired and it can stay in operation.
0: That's I think where our value proposition really stands out. Okay. So you've created a higher quality product that will last maybe five times as long and additionally you can go in and make repairs and not just need to scrap and replace. Yeah. Okay. Now it makes sense. So what will it take just to get this going? Is it capital or is it time to really develop this further? The capital is of course an important
1: component and yeah, we advise for solo really try to do everything in the most sustainable way possible. So also the way we structured our company, we're setting up a steward ownership structure where you make a differentiation between who has the voting rights and who has the financial rights over the company, meaning that we are not able to sell bias for solar. There's no exit strategy. There's just, as we say, an exist strategy. And this requires a certain type of investor. We were talking to to impact investors who really place impact first. And, of course, there is also a financial return to the investments. But, and yeah, but it it may be not the 10x or unicorn 100x returns that, that our investors should be expecting. And we're really looking for investors who find our mission as important
0: as we do and want to create this together with us. So if any of our listeners wanted to learn more, get in touch, invest, how could they do? So we have a website. It's biosphere.solar slash invest. And that's where you can fill out a form and get in touch. And uh, yeah, we're happy to talk. And I can show you more about what we do, share a deck. And uh, yeah. Thank you, Simon, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.